Life is a series of journeys. Hopefully you can look back and recognize those pivotal moments in your life and be grateful because they brought you here. With the new year approaching, I wanted to talk about that. So for today's episode, I reached out to my lovely friend, Brenda Hernandez, creator, producer, and host of Ellas the Podcast. We talk about the pivotal moments that lead us to today. But we also talk about other stuff like being a Latina, relationships, podcasting, and more. I was also a guest on Ellas the Podcast, so you should definitely check it out. Brenda and I talk about everything from career troubles to staying motivated, mentorships, relationships, and looking back. You can find a link to her episode on the description of this episode. Hola, yo soy Andrea Márquez, and this is La Nequis, a show brought to you by La Red Hispana and the Hispanic Communications Network for a new generation of Latinx. We want to go beyond listening. We're ready to speak up. So join me in conversation every week as I meet Latinx from all over, de diferentes colores y sabores. As you know, a podcast is a journey, and I would love for you to follow this one. So join our community on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Latinx and reach out. You can also find out more at our website at wearelatinx.com. Growing up as a first-generation Mexican-American, I never saw empowering, successful stories of Latina women that looked like me, my mom, my cousins, my friends in traditional media. And that is discouraging. And in a lot of ways, when you're growing up, I realized once I studied communication that I could maybe make a small change in the media that I was working in. And now in this current age where podcasting is such an easy and very, a medium that connects and is so personal, I realize that I have the power to amplify and bring these voices so other Latinas who are feeling alone, who are feeling discouraged, who are feeling lost, can connect to stories and voices and journeys that may look similar to theirs, but also different to their lives. And just being reminded that Latinas are doing great work, that they're opening the doors, they're creating spaces or, you know, bringing you in into the same spaces that you've been envisioning yourself for the, your whole life. I feel like with this, with AGS, I am creating that small necessary change that I wished I would have seen or heard when I was little or at, in my early 20s. My mom actually used to be a reporter. She was reported in Mexico City. And when she moved here, she couldn't find a job, you know. And that, I think that position that she had of not being able to accomplish her dreams went into my brother and I and to my dad you know he also had a really difficult childhood you know he finished the fourth grade and had to work and that life and seeing them accomplish so many things when once they came here and telling us that we had so many opportunities and privilege to make our life better than they had and also seeing growing up and seeing how my friends were being discriminated and also going 
growing up in Orange County and then going to a private school where it was mainly white Americans and I was only, you know, the few, like one of four Mexican-American students and being told that my parents and all this, like, all these stereotypical narratives being shouted at us that we were taking jobs, that my, my parents were taking, you know, their money, that we were just bad people. I had a lot of anger. And I think the first step into me coming into my voice and ultimately years later creating ellas was transforming that anger and tapping into my skills and seeing how I could communicate and and ultimately fall into the footsteps that my mom wasn't able to fulfill. I I, I studied communication because I wanted to be like her and, and be able to maybe do things that she couldn't be able to do. I lived that life back in Mexico. You know, I I was a news writer and um, I worked for the morning news in Canal 11. And I knew how to communicate and everything. And I was communicating and writing news stories for Mex in Mexico and then for this for Southern California, but it wasn't fulfilling me. It wasn't making me joyful. It wasn't making me happy at the end of the day. And then coming back here to Orange County and realizing that my career choices, yes, they were helping me grow as a professional person, but they weren't making me happy. And I realized, is this all I, my life is? You know, we have one goal. And I think my goal was, yes, to, to fulfill maybe my, my mom's dreams and my own, but I realized that wasn't my life calling. And I was always connect. I realized throughout my career, I was always connected to my Latino community and that I loved listening to their stories. I was good interviewing. I loved um, being able to you know, write them down or to create little documentaries back in school that I realized like, well, right now I'm in you know, Orange County and no one's hiring me when I started AES, how about I just started a podcast and I'm taking in the power and getting a microphone and talking to these women who are living their dreams and who may have gone to the same life experiences as me or same um, struggles and they overcome them. In the current age that we're living in, transferring that anger and frustration and creating something joyful and inspiring to my listeners. This is the first time I'm saying this because it's, it's hard Mm-hmm. you think you have passed it and you're like oh yeah I've overcame that but like it's really hard to talk about so if I'm a new listener to your podcast what can I expect to learn from it you can expect that even though there are challenges in your life or in any anyone's life. You will overcome it no matter what. And each guest has different, has lived through different challenges in their life and has taken different decisions so they can move their life to where they are. And they can find inspiring conversations, inspiring women that are taking ownership of their life and of their narrative. Because I think for a very long time, they were afraid 
to fully embrace their identity, to fully embrace who they are, to fully be themselves. And once they realize that embracing themselves is going to take that, it will push them to become who they're meant to be. Why did you decide to focus on mostly women, uh, businesswomen or entrepreneurs or creatives? Um, why limit yourself in that way and maybe have men on too? Or is that something you're considering? So I don't see it as a limitation. Okay. Um, growing up, you know, I was never communicated. I was, there was no stories that were geared towards me. You know, no, never for Latina woman, Mexican American, like, and if there were, there weren't what represented me. Mm-hmm. And having the opportunity to create a space where I can now communicate towards the Latina women. And I don't want to get political, but I think this week was a great example of how the rest of the world has realized that Latinos are not a monolithic group. And I wanted since the very beginning to demonstrate how even though we are women Latinas, we are so very different. We're, we come from different countries. We have different cultures, traditions upbringing, childhoods, I wanted to showcase these differences as well as similarities in AS. And I don't see it as a limitation. You know, it's an opportunity to show how very different we are. That's awesome. It's interesting that you decided to, to make it very you. And it comes from a place, a very um, personal place of what you would have wanted when you were a kid when you were younger, um, what you would have wanted to see, the stories we would have wanted to hear about, which I completely agree on. Because having both a working mother and a working father and being a Latina, it was very rare to see moms from my grade or generation actually doing like badass things and huge things. It was usually the dad. And, and you're taught that like, okay, the, the mom is the mom of the house. And this has nothing to do with being a Latina. This is all around, all cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it's more so reinforced with the Latino culture because we're a little behind in that, you know, Latin American countries are still yeah. con esa mentalidad de patriarca. Mm-hmm. Una mentalidad muy machista. Todavía, yes. I mostly interview Latinas who are in the age group of 25 to 34. And my listeners are from that age group. I I noticed that they were taking these really important decisions in their life. And that's when we, when I started to focus more of the conversations on these big decisions, right? And where, where those decisions were taking their life and their career and how that also played into them fully embracing themselves and their identity and the beauty of being Latina. It's been quite a journey to create Latinikis. At the beginning, I wasn't sure if this was something we wanted to do for only a few episodes or if we should take it for the long haul. So instead, we decided to begin and see where that took us. It's been pretty exciting, especially when it comes to the guests we've had on the show. Personally, it's been an honor to conduct those interviews and keep producing weekly content. I'm not able to do this on my own, From Ariel, my producer, to my lovely freelancers and interns, it's been a team effort and we've learned a lot very quickly. So from here, we want to keep growing. 
I often get asked what it takes to start a podcast, and I follow up with a lot of questions. But the most important one to ask is why? Why do you want to do it? Starting the first episode is only the first step, and it doesn't get easier from there. Producing a podcast requires work, especially if you want to build a community. That's something Brenda understands very well as producer of Ellas. There's this um, need for people that listen to podcasts when it's not like murder mysteries or things like that, right? But like mm -hmm. self-help podcasts or success podcasts, things like that. And there's a hunger from people to, to, to find this like tool or this magical word or quote or something that will make them happy, fulfilled, that will make them enjoy their job more. Even today, I think Seth Godin, like there was this podcast I was listening to, he was the, in, the, the person that was being interviewed for the podcast. He, he said, instead of saying, do the work you love, we should be saying, love the work you do. And, and I found that, well, interesting because I, I hear the opposite all the time. I hear this like romanticized idea of if you like podcast making, go out and do podcasts. But then we forget about all of the work behind doing yeah. a podcast and how long it takes for a podcast mm -hmm. to become successful. Because it's not, unless you're Michelle Obama making a podcast or all of those famous TikTokers making a podcast, it's really difficult to get it off the ground and actually make it be noticed and, and monetize it, you know, as as we often, we live in this culture of we have to monetize not just our work, but our hobbies too, because then it's a, it's a waste of time. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and hearing you say these things, it's like, you're doing the two things. Like you're, you made your actual job that you get paid to do mm -hmm. something complementary to what you see your future being. Yes. I, I, I'm so lucky and for, fortunate, right. To, to be living this professional life that complements my hobby and passion and project because I guess I'm not earning anything from a yes. And I, I want to say that to our list, you know, the listeners that are listening to this conversation, you doing a podcast will not make you rich. That's not the goal. If that's your goal, then you, after episode two, you're going to be tired because you're not going to get money. So many podcasts start and after episode five, they're done. You have to know if you're getting into this podcasting platform you have to be dedicated and that's in everything that you do in your life i started podcasting since 2017 because i have another podcast where i talk about movies i love movies and i don't plan to monetize that podcast ever because it's something that i like but i was doing things and learning how to podcast so when the opportunity came for me to step into this position of a podcast producer i was ready I was prepared. I was confident in the skills that I already had and said, yeah, I'm up for this and I will grow your podcast and we'll able to help you monetize it and everything. But if you want to do a podcast, just know that it's going to take time. And you're so right. If you're, you know, Michelle Obama, a TikToker, or I forget his name. And it's so hilarious. That I forget his name, that famous podcaster, Seth Rogen. If you're not them, Joe, everyone says Seth because there's 
Seth is the actor, right? Oh, Joe yes. Rogan is the podcaster. I did that in the in one of my interviews. I was trying to explain that as well. I was like, yeah, this like famous TikToker of Seth Rogan, and I kept going, and then I was like, Joe Rogan. That's how you know Seth yes. has really gotten to us as an yes. actor. Continue. Sorry. I'll I'll repeat that. Unless you're Michelle Obama, a TikToker, or Joe Rogan, you know, you're not gonna make it, and you have to be prepared for that right but and it all comes down to the essence and the values that you bring in your into your podcast the message that you're trying to communicate if you're creating a space and connecting to your listeners i think that it's the change that you ultimately want and like anything like a business like playing tennis like you have to put in the work and the time to grow it and i'm prepared to grow a yes like i'm here for the long run and if it takes 10 years, I'll do it, you know? People always repeat the, what would you do if you knew that you wouldn't fail? And in this podcast, someone was like, actually, you should be asking, what would you do even if you failed? And that's kind of what you're saying in a way, like more, and, and, and it's not like not making it in the podcast world automatically means that you've failed. That doesn't, that's not what it means, but I feel like a lot of the people who, who begin podcasts think that it's an avenue to get to where they want to get, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to start the podcast so that maybe I'll get to be this very famous commentator of poly- I don't know. But like, that's the idea behind it. And I think someone like you, when I hear you talk, it's like, you, you do a podcast if two people are listening, three people are listening. What you're getting out of it is that personal growth that it will take you somewhere because even if you do 10 episodes and that's about it, the amount you grow in a podcast from five episodes to 10 to 20 to when you hit there, like, it's just, you're another person, right? Yes. So I think it's really like, what you're saying is very important. You're not, you're not going to get become a millionaire from making podcasts, maybe, but like one in a million, you know, Mm -hmm. you're not going to get famous. You're not going to make it or whatever it is you think you're going to do. But it is going to get give you something because you are putting in the work and any amount of work that you're putting in, in into this reaps some benefits. Yes. And, and I can talk about that, you know, the benefits that I've seen myself learning and stepping into while doing it. Yes. You know, before I was very introvert and I stepped in, out of that shell while studying communication and being in university, but I had this like aversion towards networking Cause I like, ugh, I just hated it. Like I, ugh, I didn't see myself like doing that. But then I, when I was doing AS, I was like, oh, I have to go out and, and reach out to people and to my guests and say like, hey, I have this podcast and I want to inspire Latinas with your inspiring story. Like I had to go out there and and reach out, you know, DM someone, email someone, and be rejected, but also saying yes and having them on my podcast. I'm not afraid to connecting with other people now. I am now so open and I feel so confident in myself. If I, now due to COVID, I don't do that. But like, I can go and talk to someone and not be afraid, right? And, and see how they can be a guest on, my, um, on AS or, or something like that. And AS has brought me to a, a job that I'm happy and fulfilled. And also I, I am fulfilling that desire that I wanted when I was little, as well as fully embracing myself and my voice and being confident in what I have to say and creating a safe space for my guests so they can also feel 
confident and empowered in their own narrative and their own story and journey. And I think people need to remember that. You're, you're right. Like people always see themselves like, I'm doing a podcast. I'm going to be a millionaire. And it takes a lot to get to that 1000 download, but you have to put in the work, you know, you have to tell everyone, put it on social media and tell your family and friends, like, and be dedicated to producing and uploading a new episode, you know, every week or biweekly and not quitting because you're not getting money out of it. I'm doing better. Picture. Yeah. 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 I completely agree with that. I think it's so important to talk about those things when making podcasts. I've never that maybe I should, and I thought of this right now, maybe I should listen to a podcast about making podcasts. I've never heard, listened to one. Um, (laughs) I'm sure they are. There are good ones out there. Again, you have to put in the work. You have to put in the time and the dedication. You see all of these podcasts pop up left and right and it gets so competitive because what am I, even me as, as I'm listening to them, like, okay, am I going to listen to this success podcast, this success podcast, this meditation podcast? Like there's so many options now. And a lot of it really does come down to money who has the money to advertise it. Right. Like everything, it comes down to that. But a lot of it is, it's not something to keep in mind is at the end of the day, what keeps them coming still is the content, how good the podcast is, what you actually get out of it, because you can put all the money into it and have a thousand people listen to one episode. But if that's not the best episode you could have made in the next episode, you're going to get 500 and the episode after that 300 and so forth until you're down to nothing. Just kidding. That's really extreme, but you know what I mean? Yes. But so what would you say have been one of the, doesn't have to be limited to one, some of the most valuable insights you've learned from having all of these conversations with these women? Okay. So number one lesson, it's funny that you say, because in the first anniversary of AES, that was the first lesson that I shared with my listeners. Do not stay in a mediocre relationship. A lot of the guests that I had, once they embraced themselves and knew what they deserved and needed in their life that was the first thing that they kind of like pushed aside like finding a supportive partner and i had come out of a relationship he's a great guy he is. <laughs> oh, no. he is. we're he not is. gonna judge whoever this is <laughs> he is but i didn't find as again i didn't find myself happy i didn't right. find myself fulfilled in that relationship you know i did i see myself with that person for the rest of life? No. And I realized I don't have to be in a mediocre relationship. And until, and it's okay being alone and finding someone that will be supportive and be at the same level as me and have that same passion for life and their career. And, and it's okay that I'm waiting. I'm, I'm loving right now being single and learning more about myself and enjoying the time that I have right now and then the second lesson was I can and it goes back to our conversation that we've had I can see myself doing this for the rest of my life and and now I have the confidence in in being better at it and taking that knowledge and refining my skills and when I'm prepared to take that big step and that big leap right and those have been those two biggest lessons that a yes and my guests have given me and 
also not be afraid to share those goals and passions with other people because before I was very scared again of not sharing what I wanted in my life and now I'm very confident in in sharing my goals with other people and because that has ultimately opened more doors for me in my life and it's okay because when once a p- person recognizes that passion and that joy that you have for something they're going to also support you and guide you and at the end of the day that's what AS is you know a support and place where they motivate you and I've found that through AS again so those are the biggest three lessons that I've learned while recording and producing AS that's those are really good lessons I think <laughs> I <laughs> if, if if that same question was asked to me I would I do have but like I'm really surprised that the fir- that one of the first ones you learned was um or the first ones that you that you talked about was the partner thing the life partner thing because god a lot of our success and uh, as a person and and I'm not saying the generalized success of what society views as successful but it comes from who you decide to share your life with right mm-hmm. your partner and I've I've never said this except to maybe my best friend I told her once maybe friend or whatever point is when I was very young like hadn't even kissed a guy boy or had a boyfriend young my parents came into my room once with a printed paper that only had one sentence on it I'm gonna look for it because I think I kept it and it said something like 90% of your success in life comes from who you marry in Spanish they Oof. wrote it down yeah I was I hadn't even had a boyfriend at that point in my life or like held hands with a boy like it was just like this I was super young and I still remember that day and I have very bad memory so I still remember getting that and being like what is what does this even mean um boys like what I'm gonna be married in like 50 years what are you talking about like you know um mm. after being in so many friendships mm-hmm love relationships, family relationships, just all the relationships I've had in my life, you start to realize that that number gets smaller and smaller. Like it does. this group of friends I had in high school just got smaller and I know who they are now. And, and we've had this like very strong friendship built. The boyfriends I've had, they've made me into who I am. My friendships, my romantic relationships, my career relationships, they're so 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 important that I feel like meeting just one person takes you into this other like I think like who would I have been if I hadn't met this one person I wouldn't be the Andrea of today who would like what would that look like and absolutely if, if you don't feel that growth in whoever you're with romantic and friendship like I'm yes. not gonna like not even limited to that because people mm-hmm. like that one sentence my pa- parents said it should have said something just like Con quien te rodeas, punto. Mm-hmm. Who are your core people? That's who's that defines a lot of who you are and who you will become. Oh my gosh, I agree with that so a hundred percent. Not only with a romantic relationship, I am a true believer that romantic friendship, career, and life lessons experiences give you the lessons that you need to learn to become the person that you are today. All that I've lived through, the friends that I've had, the boyfriends that I've had, friends, mentors, anyone that's been in my life, I've learned from them. And I am Brenda today because of them and because of those experiences. Those I had positive and negative, but thanks to both of them, I know what I deserve and what I don't need in my life. And who you surround yourself with, I can tell you like the core people that are in my life 
I've continued to grow because of them and I want to include my guests. I'm so happy that I've connected with them and created friendships with them that I can you know, reach out and talk with them. That those not only are my guests, but they're my friends and I grow from them still and I'm still inspired by them. So at the end of the day, you have to realize that what you need in your life is we do live for money and we have to eat, but like also <laughs> growth, you know, what is going to fulfill you at the end of the day? What's going to make you happy? And yes, relationships. And like Andrea said, we're talking about every aspect of a relationship, you know, and how is that going to impact your life at the end of the day? And you deserve to be surrounded by people that will help you grow and be a better person, not something that is going to pull you down. Are you thinking about starting your own podcast, your own side hustle, small business? Do it. Start. There are no excuses. Sleep one hour less if you have to, but do something small that pulls you in that direction. I know it's not easy, but if it were, then everyone would be doing it. If you're at a zero and you try and you fail, you wouldn't be at a zero anymore because you still learned something from it. And then you get to try again. So there's this other thing that one of the last things that I'll be asking you today, but that caught my attention that you mentioned was telling people what your goals are and your dreams and all of that. And do you think this, this, this fear that you used to have was because of a, if I say out loud the things I actually want and what my goals are and I don't achieve them, then I'll be seen as some sort of failure onto myself, onto the people I know, where does that, did that come from? And how have you been able to open up? And at what point did you decide, I'm just going to, you know, be open and tell people what I want and see what happens? That is one of the reasons. And the other reason was because I don't know about you, but like growing up, they would say, like my parents would say, la gente es mala, no, no todos tienen buenas intenciones. And, you know, that energy or their intentions are not always good and they can like pull you down and it all goes back to surrounding yourself with people that want to see you grow i so when i was 15 i decided to move to mexico and my parents stayed here and i shared those goals and dreams that i had in life i said i wanted to study communication and be a news writer and they were supportive of that decision and I would share my goals with my high school friends and they would kind of like laugh it off. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where it kind of built of like, oh, maybe I shouldn't share these goals with others, you know, and realizing like, I'm not a, till this day, I don't really care what other people say about me. I myself am my biggest, I guess, critic. And I've been improving in that sense that if I don't accomplish whatever goal I had when I was 23, it's okay. But also realizing that unless I don't put in the dedication and the time to accomplish that goal and I just do nothing, then I know that I failed myself. And then also coming into that area of my life of surrounding myself with people that do want to see me grow and have good intentions, I'm not afraid anymore of sharing my goals and my dreams with them because I know they're coming from the same space that I am and then they're also growing professionally and personally and yes and 
I, I know that I'm putting in the work right now. So I know that I, if I, if I don't accomplish my goal, I know that I at least tried and that maybe life has a better thing for me because it has demonstrated me that for the past years. If anything is going to prepare you, it's doing a bunch of episodes and getting yes. to like the, tri- there's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. I must say. So prepare a lot of research. Mm-hmm. La verdad, I think. Being a journalist, well, one of the things I love about being a journalist has always been that you're forced to to have to learn about a bunch of different things, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can't come from a, I don't know anything point of view and just expect the information to come to you because you talk to one person who knows about it, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And we can, educating. Yeah. we can, I can like, there's a whole other episode of podcasting about that because I feel people don't take the time to research their topics <laughs> and it shows and it's just, Oh yeah. No, I, I know what you're saying. It's, it's tough. Um, and fitting. Yeah. I could do a bunch of series about that. And I, t- I mention it almost in every episode I've had, like people read beyond and also the difference between a very good podcast is, I don't know if you've seen this, like when people know who they're talking to, you know, that, that we don't just learn about the person via what they're telling us, but also because the person asking the questions feeds that. With, we talked before this, right? Like I love knowing my guests before because this is a space that I'm creating and I want to be also be inspired by the person that I'm talking with. And I can probably say that every guest that I've talked with, I'm, I'm inspired by them. Mm-hmm. Like I follow their work. I, I listen to what they do. I, you know, I'm an admirer. And if I know that I'm inspired by them, I know that my listeners will be inspired by them. And I think that shows because I'm always happy to talk with them. Be truthful to yourself and truthful to the things that you're doing. And it'll show. I always prepare with questions. Always. Mm-hmm. It's very rare that I have to look at them. Like, and I, at at this point, I'm like, why do I even prepare? I do because there has been some times when I have to look at the questions, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And it really depends on your mood or like, you know, this, like it's very uh, different, but this has been great. Thank you so much for your time. I'm very happy to have you on here. We're both in the same world and we understand this so well. So it's very refreshing and very nice to be able to talk about these things. I felt safe to share things I don't share with anyone. And that's the beauty of podcasting and with a good interviewer and you're in the same, I I feel like I feel in the same space. Remember to check out my episode on A Yes with Brenda and check out all her other episodes with badass women doing amazing things. Just type in A Yes the podcast in your browser and you can find her bi-weekly episodes on Apple Podcasts as well as on Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. So trust me, you should be able to find it. You can also follow A Yes on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. And as I always say, make sure to support your communities. It doesn't matter what you choose to advocate for, just go out there and help. Connect and inspire others to do the same. Thank you for listening and supporting Latinx. We've loved seeing the growth and engagement on our platforms. Remember to check out additional information about this episode in the description. Lastly, support us by downloading our podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you can stay up to date. And join our community on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Latinx. Reach out and let me know what's important to you. 
I'd love to hear what you have to say.